Hey, 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 how's it going out there, Blank Bodies listeners? This is Hunter. Just wanted to hit you guys with a quick update before we get started with the main episode here. I've had a little bit of computer problems this last week. We had a power surge, went right through my surge protector, and blew my system. So I'm still diagnosing that, but I wanted to get this episode out to you guys on time. So I went ahead and borrowed a laptop. So hopefully it's up to uh, listenable standards. I'm working with some different stuff. But we are... We should be on track for next week. Uh, Next week, we're doing uh, questions from the listeners. So if you have any questions for us about Vampire the Masquerade, other tabletop games about ourselves, uh, feel free to send those to us. Uh, You can get a hold of us at blankbodies at gmail.com or through our Discord. Um, All those are linked below in the link tree. Feel free to join us in the Discord. And uh, here's our episode on Session Zero, Consent Sheets and other gameplay tools. Thanks for listening. Have a nice day. Alright, so, consent. What is that? Because apparently that's something people don't get fucking taught. Um, I went to the University of Southern Indiana for this uh, uh, definition, and I thought it was the best and most concise one I could find which is consent is the clear, knowing, and voluntary agreement to participate in a given activity. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's it. Yeah, Just, I don't know why it's so fucking hard, but it is, so here we are. But, yeah, nothing more than that, nothing less than that, and it's something that you shouldn't question, yeah. especially publicly. If you want to pull a player aside and ask them questions pertaining to something that they've marked as a red line being like how should i broach this how should i avoid this that's fine Mm -hmm. but you should never put them on the spot especially in front of other players but in general just like why yeah yeah that's part of um if you read the consent in gaming book there's a box with a nine bulletin point things on consent that i feel like are pretty universal and that is one of them one of the nine points is it's not up for debate. The point of gaming is to have fun and nobody should try to convince them to do something that they don't think will be fun. So yeah, don't, don't fucking hassle your friends. Don't uh, make the table do a group vote on whether something is cool or not to force the one person that doesn't want to do it into doing that. Don't be a sex pest. You know, basic, basic friend courtesy things. Yeah, and you know, people are also always allowed to change their mind in either direction. If you've played for a while and something... A player said, like, I don't want to have to deal with bugs, and you guys have been playing for, like, a year. And they said, you know you know what, I wouldn't mind taking on some spiders or whatever. And they changed their mind. Totally cool. If you've been playing a campaign for a couple months and someone's like, you know what, I was hoping we could uh, tone back on the gore a little bit, that's totally cool, too. And I think one of my big points is it's not just, like, consent, but also just interest. That I think that comes into it a lot too. Player might just get fucking bored with fight, fighting spiders or ha- hearing you describe piles of ichor or whatever it be. And I think that's a similar draw line that you should be keeping in mind too. Yeah, because everything's kind of on a spectrum where it's like, okay, if you say you're okay with graphic violence, like there's definitely a line. I feel like in graphic violence, we're like, oh, yeah, talking about, you know, people getting shot is fine. But then if it continues into a graphic description of, like, taking the body to, like, the bathroom to get dissected and just, like, a 20-minute explanation of how, like, the bones pop out of sockets and 
all that kind of stuff. It's like, okay, I said graphic violence was fine, but like this is getting to a point now where I am concerned. And I also use some of mine for interest as well. But like I just yellow lighted some because I filled one out for myself just mm-hmm. out of curiosity. So I knew what people in my game were going to be filling out. I think that's a good practice. But um, yeah. like when I got to like romance and especially um, like sex, sex, I just redlined because it's like it's not even that like it like triggers me or bothers me, but I couldn't care less about hearing like two characters get it on. It's maybe the weirdest thing you could do at a table. It's awkward. And unless you're like going into a game being like, yeah, we're having like a sexy romance game. I don't think most people really want a lot of that anyway. Right. And it's not even just like that interaction between characters, but also like, you know, I love the two of you guys, but I really don't want to watch you guys talk about like fucking each other, even if it's just in character. It's just kind of weird. And even weirder for me would be like, if I have like an NPC and one of my players was like, I'm going to try and fuck that NPC. Well, now you're just talking sexy to me and I don't <laughs> want that. Hey there, Hunter. How are you doing? <laughs> Which I'm on the little bit of the opposite spectrum. I'm a little more accepting of it. Mainly, I just like a little spice to it to be like, no, just give me like the, the overview. If characters do the thing, just give me a, oh, they had fun. Oh, they, yeah, just the spice of it, not a, like a step-by-step guide of every action that's happening. No, I'm not looking for that. I'm just, you had fun. They were rough. Like, that adds some spice to the story, but doesn't make it full creepy, in my opinion. Again, differing things. And that's fine. And if you want to play a game that's basically just fucking Bridgerton, that's fine. Y'all have fun with that. I encourage everybody to do their game how they want. See, I, I just want, you know, to make sure everybody at that group is, like, on the same page and cool with it. And, I mean, I, there are board games, you know, like Mystery Date and shit mm-hmm. like that. If you and a group of friends want to get together and basically play through, like, Twilight the Masquerade, that's fine. If you guys are all having fun and you're down with that and they're like, ooh, we're going to play a game where we date cute vampire girls or whatever. But, you know, I'm not interested. Not it's, I'm not interested in it. And it's not just a oh, it's going to, like, set me off kind of thing. It's just like, ugh, That's no. not the game I want to be in. I'm not going mm-hmm. to go out of my way to show up to your house for you to listen to you be horny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, the, the kind of the overview on the thing is each player also sets what their comfort level is, and it's important for you to be an advocate for yourself, and, you know, you decide what's safe for you. You don't get to have other players or the storyteller force a plot down your throat because that's what I wrote for tonight, goddammit, and this is what we're doing, and meh. And, and, just, and from the opposite side for being an ST, you don't get to automatically assume your players are going to be cool with everything because it's a fucking World of Darkness game and they should just expect these things to happen. I've gotten into so many fucking arguments with people. They're like, nah, people should totally be cool with, like, uh, sexual assault or racism or uh, xenophobia or just loads of just fucking things where it's like this isn't fun anymore and I feel like you're airing out some dirty laundry also on that I um, I noticed that it's on the sheet and I do agree with it I also don't enjoy when uh, a GM just decides they uh, want to kill your character because they have a murder boner that night and they had a bad day at their jobs I don't like 
my character just dying because you had a shitty fucking day. I, I, I'm okay if my character dies because they made some dumb choices. I don't like, oh, well, it's a Tuesday and you looked at a dude wrong. Rocks die, uh, rocks fall, you're dead. Yeah, that's something I actually added. Um, I took some notes, and originally I was going to make a new sh- new consent sheet with some things that I thought were missing that I thought would look good, but um, I thought about it a little bit more, mm-hmm. and the whole idea behind a consent sheet is to have your players or your group come together and talk about what they are cons- what they are concerned about, um, mm-hmm. are real into, are like super not into. And so me editing a consent sheet by myself seemed to kind of go against the idea. So I thought it'd be interesting. Um, I'm going to throw this out to you guys, and we can do a follow-up segment on this later on. Um, And uh, in our Discord group, I'll even make a channel, and people can throw ideas in there, and we can discuss them. But what would you guys think should be on a sheet, especially for Vampire the Masquerade specifically, that isn't mm-hmm. on this because the, on the consenting gaming sheet yeah because one i specifically thought should be added was loss of limb loss of autonomy and loss of life yeah because like i'll i'll be honest uh as a female player who often plays female characters the amount of games i've been in where somebody got flirty spicy with me and i was like eh, i'm not interested and then they fucking were like, well, I use Dominate now, get fucked. And I'm just like, uh, I'm concerned about you as a person now. And why is everybody just chill with this? Yeah, and that's, um, that's something that I, as a storyteller or a dungeon master or keeper or whatever, never really allow is letting people use powers or dice rolls against each other unless both of them are into it. Mm-hmm. If two players are role-playing angry at each other and they want to get into a fist fight and they want to roll those bones, I'll let them. Mm-hmm. But I would never let another player just be like, okay, I'm going to use mind control powers on you so you don't have a say in what happens the rest of the night. Like, that's not fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I've been in a game like Yeah, I've been in a game like that. That's that's always like, cool, I'll just leave. And it's like, and I'm somebody that, like, I like playing ghouls and mortals in vampire games. And I understand that there's a power dynamic there. And I'm totally cool with role-playing that. But there's a point where it's like, okay, you're not doing this because it's an interesting story. You're doing this for whatever weird, like, power trip you're on right now. And I, I... this is crossing over from game into real life, and I'm a little concerned. I mean, I, I personally have never been in a situation like that, but I would imagine that, like, different scenarios, that'd be perfectly fine. If the dude if the, the dude vampire is like, I need you to do this thing. Go, I don't know, rob that gas station. We need mm-hmm. money. And you're like, I don't want to rob that gas station. He's like, dominate. Go rob that gas station. That's, I feel like, one thing, but mm-hmm. when it's like, you're cute. And then you're like, you're not. And he's like, but I am. And it's like, that's, oh, that's yeah. kind of, yeah, that's, that starts to get creepy for yeah, him. Yeah. And that can, that, that's definitely an a, a degrees thing where it's mm-hmm. like, okay, if somebody's playing like a venture who's super into dominating powers and they're trying to get my weird little rebellious ass in line, I'm fine with that. But it's also not hard to pause and be like, Hey, what's going on? Why are we doing mm-hmm. this? Which is why consent sheets, I feel like, are really important because then it lets everybody know what kind of game everybody's expecting, what 
players want in a game, what the storyteller has as their tools to craft the story with. And it also helps prevent future problems as the game's running, because it sucks when you have an idea and you think everything's going to be cool, but you hadn't really brought it up to anybody, and then you drop it on them and you realize, ah, oh, fuck, everybody did not like that. Oh, no. <laughs> I've made a fuck. Why? <laughs> but, like, not a fun fuck, a bad fuck, like... Like a wet, cold one somewhere in, like, a, a used car. That's somebody's fun fuck. Yeah. The internet would like you to describe a fun fuck. Uh, that... That is creepy on the consent sheet. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, internet. Thank you. Th- you know what? Thank you for that prime example. Like, you're <laughs> just... You're, you're helping out, and I appreciate you. <laughs> but, yeah, no, and there's also just... Yeah, there's some people that, because they use the games for escapism, they don't want to talk about... Uh, certain things in politics. They don't want to deal with like racial tensions or like LGBTQ issues specifically. Um, I'm involved in a couple of stream games, and one of them we just had a dis- our session zero discussion, and we were like, "Hey, are we going to address COVID in our set games?" And we agreed not to because we want our stream game to be just like kind of a fun escapism. So we're just not going to address it mm-hmm. in this in this series. And I'm just like, "Oh, okay, yeah, that's fine. That's another good thing to." Bring up because that also really affects the setting of the game because it's like, well, fuck, if we're doing this with COVID in mind and it's during lockdown, like, how the fuck are you going to feed? How are you going to do meetings? Like, ah. Yeah. That affects a lot of things. Man, Alessandra trying to be on a Zoom meeting. (laughs) (laughs) No! (laughs) Poor guy. That's why you have the text ghoul. (laughs) Yes. Every Alessandra needs their texting ghoul. (laughs) That's why you have the cat filter. Oh, I know the lawyer is like I'm not a cat. Oh, that was that was beautiful. That was a great <laughs> moment a, on the internet. He was a La Sombra lawyer. No, I think he was just old and confused. But it was so fucking cute and just bless that man. <laughs> That's what he wants you to think. Uh huh. All right. I am. Um, New world order. Get on it. Stop it. I mean, and f- my take, um, even with like having played with these guys and not really having used them, it's something we've never really done for our games. But um, if I was to play it with strangers, I would definitely like mm-hmm. require that. Um, but not only that, but it's also kind of a bro opinion of mine, but it's like, bro, stop talking about like the corpse. You're scaring the hose kind of situation. <laughs> like, <laughs> there is definitely a point where it's just like, okay, like we get it, but you know, I'm here. I'm we're playing D and I'm here to like fight cool monsters and be like on my power trip, or I'm here to pretend to be a vampire and drink wine and be sassy, or you know, I'm here. I'm playing Call of Cthulhu. I'm here to die, like <laughs> or go crazy. That's true. And then die. Yeah. Or turn into a monster. And then die. <laughs> but yeah, After going crazy. Yeah. But yeah, you don't want to get too lost in the weeds of your thing. Mm-hmm. Or something you think's real fucking cool, your players could be like, uh huh, uh huh. So is it dead? <laughs> Neat. <laughs> I feel like we've all been in those situations too, because like, like you said, we haven't really ever done consent sheets among ourselves. We, I think we've known each other long enough. We kind of know where we all stand. But um, I feel like we've all definitely made an encounter. We thought we're like, oh, this is gonna be cool as shit, and then we put it on the table, and everyone's like, like you said. All right, um, so I'm going to go check out that cornfield. Yeah. <laughs> Literal example from yeah. my last game. <laughs> oh, no. I was yeah. like, oh, they're going to love like trying to solve, find clues in this like murder farm. And they're like, actually, 
We're going to go fight scarecrows in the <laughs> cornfield. Yeah, fucking, ugh. I, I'm trying to not go off on a fucking just laundry list of just awkward fucking table interactions I've had because I, I, I'm a woman with booba, so therefore I'm not a real person at the table sometimes with certain groups of people. And I, I can't imagine other people that are having to deal with that if they have like... Uh, like certain um, like social anxiety things or like like autism spectrum issues or like you know just oh my gosh you know uh, a person of color is at the table and everybody's just like making things really awkward for no reason and I'm just like oh buddy why (laughs) I just I just had to deal with the fact that I'm female presenting and bisexual and people are just like "Mm, okay we gotta fuck with your day and I'm just like why but yeah, because I'm trying to tie it back to Vampire the Masquerade, there are some themings with sex and sexual assault and those kind of things just with feeding. So even if you have a game that doesn't have like banging in it, uh, not even hand holding or kissing, no first base, second, third, fourth, uh, because there is that kind of implication in feeding and, you know, d- eating people. It, sometimes it's good to, be, to like just touch base and be like, "Hey, how far? Like, how descriptive do we want this to be? Um, do we just want it to be kind of a a wham bam? Thank you, ma'am. Do you want to role play the scene? Like, of because you know, Sandman. Like, yeah, you could find people that are asleep, but there might be players that are keen on like fucking drugging somebody. Do people at the table want to fucking deal with that? Bill Cosby was a vampire. No. <laughs> Oh. No, he was just he just he was a bad just a man, old man. Yeah. bad man All that right. made terrible choices for years. True. So yeah, the, these are these are things that you know when you're thinking of playing a vampire game initially, you you don't think about, but then you as the game goes, you realize, oh, there is some theming things here that are happening, and it might be good to just make sure everybody's chill with it, because <laughs> you don't know who has dealt with what and who's going through what at the time and maybe they don't want to fucking deal with this right now because we're supposed to be having fun. God damn it. Yeah. And, um, another example that I think is a little more, um, in line with something someone wouldn't necessarily think of first when they think of a consent sheet like this, but, um, I actually, it's a D and D example. I was talking mm-hmm. to one of my coworkers, yeah. um, who is a big D and D fan. Uh, his name's John. And, um, he uh, he plays his own game, but his little brothers were interested in playing D&D. Um, but his family's very religious. Mm-hmm. And so his mom wanted to be involved while his little brothers were playing to make sure everything was, like, copacetic. And um, he actually decided, like, for our game, uh, we're just going to kind of take out, like, the gods. You know, clerics don't necessarily get their powers. We're not going to even broach where that happens they're basically just superpowers and they can do those things. Mm-hmm. And, that was, and that's one way to deal with that. If you're like super religious, you know, people don't really necessarily consent like Christianity or Judaism or whatever with something like this. But I think that is an important topic depending on who you're playing with. Um, and you could have, they could have approached that completely differently. They could have done a lion, the witch in the wardrobe and made Jesus lion and all the clerics get their powers from... Jesus lion? Jesus lion. Jesus allegory lion? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, even, like, uh, getting beyond the the, the biblical implications and just the core plot for vampire, uh, if you're dealing with, like, the Second Inquisition, if you have, you know, there's the Society of St. Leopold, which are Catholics, there might be rogue groups of hunters that are just batshit evangelical Christians, 
And there might be some people that either don't want to deal with that because, you know, they're worried that's an attack on their beliefs or, you know, you have people that are in the LGBTQs or another persecuted group that are just like, I don't want to fucking deal with these guys being the bad guys because I have to deal with that every fucking day. And this is like my four hours of fun time a week and I don't want to fucking deal with it. Yeah, it goes both directions. Um, So, again, I think religion is one that I'd be interested in to see what people would add to a sheet to flesh that out. Because right now the the sheet we're looking at only has a real life religion or, and that's it. And that's it. It doesn't go into anything else. Yeah. And I would, I would at least bottom line add like fantasy religion. Um, yeah. And I mean, if you're getting into belief practices, there's a lot of, you know, pagans and occultists and I'm like, are they going to get, you know, ruffled at the way like the Tremere and the Banu Hakim like do their blood sorcery shit. Hmm. Like, I, I don't have any pagan friends that give that much of a fuck, but, you know, you might have a friend that, like, gets upset at some of the religi- ritualistic implications of these things. Or and, they want to explore it, and it's a good excuse. And another big one, the books aren't out yet, but uh, it is announced this could be the next big splat they release, Werewolf. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe you have a friend who's Native American or some sort of pagan or... And there's a lot, we'll see, because we don't have the books yet, but they've always had those kind of themes tied into them very strongly. And uh, and maybe someone at your table would find that super disrespectful to take, like, their belief system and be like, and it makes you a werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And I do like at least what the Appendix 3 makes a point of, like, hey, role play is a good way to learn about and explore things outside of yourself. So it's like... Yeah, if you're a cishet white dude and you want to play, like, a lady or a person of color or you want to play a different religion or a different philosophy, do it, but at least do it respectfully and maybe, like, do some fucking research. I don't know, just fucking Google, like, you know, I've, I've played games where people played outside of, like, their coded box group. And I just clearly didn't actually fucking research anything. And I'm just like, oh. Please, please don't do black voice. Please don't do black voice. Oh, my God. Because I'm like, yeah, no, as an ST, you should make sure that, like, the the population that exists in the world exists in your fucking game. So it's like, yeah, if you're running a game, you might have to portray somebody who is Hispanic or Asian or, you know, just not who you are physically and fucking treat them like people because they're fucking people and they should exist in your goddamn world. And I've changed this rule um, I think I was overstepping, but it's one I used to have in my games, mm-hmm. which I didn't let people play a um, gender they didn't identify as themselves. Mm-hmm. And in modern games, I wouldn't let people play like a race that they weren't just because, A, I was younger. We mm-hmm. are like 19, 20 when we first started playing, and you would run into those like real shitty characters oh, of God. people. like. I won't name names, but I had a friend who decided to play like a lady ninja and his solution to everything was like, I'm going to get naked. I remember that. Oh no. And it's just like the first time it was kind of funny. And then after that, it's just like, okay, put your fucking clothes on. We're trying to sneak through this dungeon. That ninja turned blue. Yeah, because uh, that player also thought it would be a good idea to start just, like, chugging potions. Mm-hmm. Like, trying to steal and drink them and see what happens. So I turned them blue. Nice. And the game ended not too long after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's where Cave Lightning came from. No, that was the game that ended with me just opening a pit to hell. 
Oh, yeah. No, you're right. And yeah. then the players are like, let's walk into it. Oh, that's this is also a freebie we put on the internet. If you are running a game and your players are getting a little uh, hyphy or a little little too out of the bounds that y'all agreed on, just starting them with cave lightning. And then just grab a handful of dice and start rolling them. <laughs> that is some... That'll shut them up fast. <laughs> Skipper, I'm pretty sure you've done that to us before, but not because we are being like inappropriate or making each other uncomfortable. It's because we're getting too sidetracked and talking about <laughs> other stuff, and you just like after a while you just stare at us and nod and start just like shaking dice until <laughs> we start playing again. And you're like, oh, wow, there's a lot of clouds in this cave. <laughs> Uh, I have a yes and for two things, one previous for yours and one that we've talked about beforehand. No, I had a I had a group I played with in uh, high school who was just guys maybe like two or three years older than me. It seemed fine. We were playing an evil game, uh, and it was already, you know, a little bit risque. And then we got a new player in who wanted to play a female, and we were like, okay, that's cool. And then proceeded to advance every single encounter by trying to get raped. Like, saw a squid in the water and was like, everybody's like, all right, we're the big bad evil guys. We are going to kill the thing because we're apex predators. He's like, well, I'm going to rip off my clothes and jump in the water and get tentacle raped. And I'm like, what? What the fuck, bro? Kind of like I said earlier, but like you're scaring the hose, bro. We're not here to give you a boner. No. Um, unless that's what all of your friends sit down to do at the table. It's like, we're going to give each other the juiciest of boners tonight. <laughs> unless that's like the agreement. Don't work out your fucking thing at the table. No, no like, one wants to deal with that. I can almost guarantee it. I mean, if you're here for like luscious, luscious genital like pulsations and that's the kind of game everybody wants to do, like fucking have at it. I'm not telling people not to do things. That's just, don't do things when that wasn't the agreed upon, like, thing. Because, you know, I, I'm all for games being horny. That's great. I enjoy doing those kinds of games. But, like, goddamn, there's just, oh, God. I'm, I'm try, again, I'm trying not to go on just the list of not only my horror stories, but, like, horror stories from other friends of mine where they're like, yeah, I don't feel comfortable playing tabletop games just because people are just getting fucking aggressive in ways that um, that make me feel unsafe and yeah don't scare the fucking hoes the hoes want to be at the goddamn table especially fucking vampire so many girls want to fucking be at your table wearing corsets and like fucking heavy eyeliner and like rolling d10s just calm calm your titties and they will show it's just the weirdest version of angels in the outfield i've ever heard (laughs) (laughs) fuck you're not wrong <laughs> Don't be creepy. The hose will abide. <laughs> so now that we've kind of gone over the basics, uh, how does this actually play out in the game when you're getting going? Yeah, specifically for uh, Vampire and a lot of these, honestly, a lot of these roles are applicable to other game systems, but we're focusing on Vampire, goddammit. So first thing, fucking Session Zero. Uh, that's, that's the game where everybody, like, meets up and is, like, does character creation and, uh, plans, like, who's doing what. Perfect time to use fucking consent sheets. Yeah. Yes. There's, uh, several, uh, different ways to do a consent sheet. Uh, the cheapest DIY, everybody can fucking do this, is the method called, uh, lines and veils. You get two sheets. One is the lines. 
Everybody goes around, they write everything, or they write things on the paper they want to never fucking happen in the game. That is a line. Second sheet of paper you pass around is the veil sheet. It's the ones where it's like, it's fine if this is in the game, but I would like this to like be kind of behind closed doors or go to a fade to black or you can, it can be there, but I don't want fucking details. Yeah. It doesn't need to, it should never be a main focus of your game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, you, you can do that right fucking now. You do have an index card paper. You can just keep that in your little ST binder. Um, there's also the consent and gaming checklist, which is free. You can get it on drive through RPG for free. Free. It's Free a- fall. Thank, you. Thank <laughs> you so much. It's a good little checklist. It's fairly thorough. Um, I, I as an ST would like, I would like there to be lines for like, because I like getting input from players where I'm like, hey, do you guys want to do a game that's action adventure? Do you want fucking puzzles? Do you want political intrigue? Uh, do you want hookers and blackjack? I want to fucking know what the fuck kind of game you guys want. I mean, why wouldn't we want hookers and blackjack? I sometimes, look, there are asexual people that don't want sex, and then there's demisexual people that want to fuck people they care about, and the hooker's not going to work for them. And that's fine. You can just hang out with a hooker, though. That's true. We could hire a hook. We could hire a, a sex worker and just be like, hey, do you want to fucking play uh, Twilight Imperium? That'd be fucking <laughs> expensive, though. Holy that shit. That was the would. worst game to pick. Yeah. Holy It'd shit. would be like playing Risk. Risk is sometimes a long-ass game. Yeah. Yeah, but definitely I not nine hours. My one of my friends when I was growing up, his dad was a military strategist, and he would get uh, he and his friends who were also military strategists would start a game of Risk, and it would last a week and a half. Yeah, That's because crazy. they would they were military strategists. They were like, what is every possible angle of blah 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 blah, blah. and then they'd you know move one piece. Oh my god. That's the goddamn Let's Plays I want to see on the internet. <laughs> oh, that would be cool, but you know what does not take a week? The consent sheet from uh, Gehenna Gaming. <laughs> <laughs> what what a transition. Yeah, oh, beautiful I'm get, segue. I'm getting there. I'm getting what there. a spicy meatball. But yeah, that's one Hunter found. and it's You can also get the one off their website for free in the resources section, and it's pretty nice. I'll be honest. They did good. Thank you guys for making a thing that's helpful. Um, and I think that is a good one if you have players who want to be more descriptive. Um, yeah, there's boxes for lines. It's, yeah, it's got a lot of spaces for players to write whatever they want oh, i didn't give you one skipper because i didn't think we'd go over deep into it why don't you love me? i mean we're not getting deep into it it's pretty self-explanatory but i wanted to give him a shout out because it's actually a pretty good fucking sheet honestly if you wanted to you could also they have a couple check boxes um you could move over because they have like body horror primal fears you know some things that i think were missing from the other one you could mm-hmm. or are a little more encompassing and yeah but otherwise primal fears yeah being buried alive darkness heights Mm. things that you've probably been afraid of in your actual life gotcha um i was thinking things like more like primal rage that fighting video game where you can uh, play a velociraptor no no like primal fears like uh um god i was trying to think of something that i'm actually terrified of drowning I'm not actually afraid of that. My biggest phobia is firearms, actually. Yeah. Which sucks living in the United States, because every other day it's just... <laughs> There's a gun! Uh, I'm just like, oh, this is, this guy seems fucking pleasant. I'm going to smile and wave. Fuck, he's packing. Oh, no. All right, I'm going to get out of here quickly. 
Probably should not have said that on the internet, but you know what? Here we are. I uh, mean, fuck it. There are guns in this house, and we've learned to respect your feelings. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, that would fucking prime example. Like every time uh, one of you guys or a friend of yours comes into the house, they just, and if I am here, they're nice enough to be like, hey, I have a handgun. I'm like, okay, cool. Thanks for telling me. That's fine. I'm like, as long as I know where it is, I'm not going to fucking, you know, panic. No. I mean, I'm sorry if you're super against guns or whatever, but this is Indiana. Half of us were raised by farmers. Mm. Uh, we like to keep them in our overalls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's right next to the corn and the basketball. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> yeah, so that is another, uh, one of the things you can also do at uh, Session Zero and character creation is um, Chronicle Tenants. Uh, the nice thing with the Chronicle Tenants that they give you examples for in the core book is none of them condone actively harming or maiming or enslaving a person. So that's a good way to set some base ground rules for like player activity is pick some fucking Chronicle Tenants that the group can agree on that they're going to be like, all right, these are our three big no-no rules. You can make up ones that you want, but the, the, the ones they give you in the core book are a good kind of starting point. Yeah. Um, another suggestion that is either incorporated into just about every sheet I have looked at or I've seen talked about in mm-hmm. discussions that I actually really dislike mm-hmm. is uh, the movie rating system. Mm. It just seems absolutely meaningless to me. So essentially you and your players sit down and you're like, if we were to make a film out of the game we're playing, what would the rating of that be? Oh God, especially the US rating system? Like fucking... fucking this pe- episode is R. We've used the word fuck more times than you yeah, can use we've in said, a Yeah, we said fuck and movie. we said rape. Yeah, rape. Yeah. No, no, no. We've talked about rape. This would be X yeah. real quick. No, no, no. I've seen PG-13 movies that have it in there. They just don't like... Yeah. Say the R word because apparently that's what's gonna throw off the fourteen year olds. Yeah, huh. that that that's all. That is why I really think the system is awful. And like, yeah. if you honestly could not, without pulling up a list and actually showing me, mm-hmm. explain to me the difference between G and PG anymore. Oh hell, fucking PG thirteen and R is got such a fucking bleed over these days. I'm like, what? I don't, I don't, it's... It literally depends on how many, like, fuck words you use. Yeah, and... Like, I mean, that that is a rating part of it. It's ridiculous. And it's one of those, like, if it's, if that's a thing that works for your table to be like, okay, we're going to try and keep it within these parameters and keeping it R versus rated X works for y'all, like, that's fine. We're not going to fucking use it personally, but, you know, eh. that's I why. think the only rating system it should ever be is triple X because I love Vin Diesel. He's very pleasant. I've never liked any of those movies, but he's a delight. Me neither. I just <laughs> thought it was a funny joke. Let's be real. He role plays dream guest. Did he? He he's, he's a he's, he's a, a big, yeah he's a nerd. He I know he I know he goes to Gen Con. I he's I, a turbo nerd. No, I know. I've never seen Vin Diesel at Gen Con. I did see Childish Gambino once in the distance, and I was just quietly praying all the nerds would leave that man alone and let him hang out. It's because he, as rumor has it, when Vin Diesel goes to Gen Con, he wears full body costumes so nobody notices him. Like 501st Stormtrooper get up. So he can just vibe. Oh, it's like the Adam Savage method. The the next step is, all right, the game is running. You've done Session Zero, everybody's set. How the fuck do you implement these things in your game as you're going? Uh, The best method I have found is called Fade to Black. 
which is related to, you know, when you're watching a movie and it goes whoop to black, usually when two characters are like getting hot and heavy or somebody's doing a murder and they don't want to actually show you the murder and the, the, the screen goes blip. Yeah, you just do that with your words at the table. Yeah, or if everyone's hanging D&D example, but you could use this anywhere. Uh, you guys get back from a grand adventure and you're celebrating at the tavern. The uh, warrior in your party finds a comely broad and they walk upstairs together and then the rest of the players keep doing what they're doing. And you can just kind of, eh. Yeah. I'm, I just want to say one thing about that comment and that is that I'm proud of you for deciding to use warrior instead of making a horny bard. I know, right? Good job. Like, that, yeah. I, I, Keep it I don't get that um, stereotype because I've never played with a bard who is just weirdly horny. Uh, That's fair. Clearly, you didn't play 3.0 or 3.5 that much because remember, 20th level bard ability is being able to breed with everything. No, we played 3 and 3.5. We just never did epic level campaigns. Yeah, because it's a pain in the dick hole. Or tried to breed with anything. Oh, it's just yeah. a pain right in the urethra hole. Yeah, we're not into seed and feed games. Um, no, no, my metaphorical cock is not amused. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I've never had to deal with a horny bard or played a horny bard, thanks to the lords and the maker. I've played a horlock before, but that's funny. Yeah, your your Horlock has said some choice things to me, but it's fine. Because I knew what I was getting into, and I consented. Hey, I told you Boom. exactly what I was playing. But yeah, also... I'm going to fade this segment to black. Oh, yeah. well, I was going to say real quick, uh, yeah. another fun thing with fade to black, especially for horror games, it is a really good tool as, an, as a storyteller to use to build tension. Yes, you got... The knife comes down, and now we're in the hotel. Yeah! <laughs> Shit like that. We're like, you know, fucking an NPC somewhere where the coterie isn't at is having a discussion with somebody and it sounds vaguely ominous and then you fade to what the fuck the other players are doing. A flash of blades and crimson mark the sky in the distance and as you approach, you find a body on the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's way more fucking cool than, yeah, he stabs her and he stabs her and then she's bleeding and screaming and, uh, no, don't do that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if that's what you want to, like, if that's the kind of game you want to run, that's fine. But, like, I don't want to fucking play hostile. Also, I think that, like, I mean, this is me personally. That kind of stuff is definitely, like, a, I'm fine with it. But on the consent sheet, I put green and yellow because I'm totally fine with, like, really intense spots of violence. But it's spots. You know, it's used to, like, add emphasis. It's, it's Again, it's kind of like a, a quote-unquote curse word. If I say fuck all the time, it doesn't have any meaning anymore. But, you know, the, the fuck? But if I never ever said fuck, and then for some reason we were hanging out, and I was like, man, fuck that guy, you guys would be like, oh, shit, he's mad. Plus, if you do that, just take a creative writing class for the love of the maker. Yeah. Wait, what? So you can write it all down in a diary, like some sort of manifesto? No, no, just get past the stab for the blood and the blood, and then I stab her and I stab her. Just be like, and then the knife slowly plunged into the supple flesh as it rendered her mortal coil from the world. That's... That started to go kind of sexy, and then it went back to creepy. Yeah, calm down, Baudelaire. (laughs) (laughs) Peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys. Yeah, it's part of creating a good story. Um, so yeah, another thing you do during game uh, that is helpful is X cards and safe words. Uh, for those who don't know, 
safe word is a word you say when you want things to stop. I, it's one of those things that I know a lot of people use for the fuckening. The fucking. The fucking. Yes. I like that a lot. I just hate yes, I know. We just talked about your highness recently. <laughs> but, uh, it's uh, stoner comedy movie. But, uh, yeah, a lot of things that you use for gaming to be like, hey, is this cool or not cool? You can use in your IRL life. These are real skills. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I yeah. was actually just thinking that when you said safe words, because, like, Two safe words isn't a bad idea. One for like, hey, let's calm down for a second. And then two for we got to stop. Yeah, because not only for like, okay, what is happening is intense for me and I am comfy. Sometimes you just get, because, you know, especially because this game's very role play heavy. Sometimes you get players that are just really into a scene and they're getting really like they're actually like yelling at each other. And that's great for storytelling, but sometimes you're in a fucking apartment and it's fucking 2 a.m. and y'all need to fucking chill. <laughs> yeah, I know. We tend to play. We're like, yeah, we'll get together. We'll play from like 8 to like 11, 8 to midnight, and then it'll be like 2 a.m. And we're like all strung out on like caffeine and pizza and just like yelling everything that happens. And I have a roommate and he's come up and be like, you guys are still fucking playing. <laughs> I yeah. teach in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck them kids. No, education's important. It's true. But uh yeah, so another version of this that you can do is called an X card. It's literally a card with a fucking X on it, which you can give one to each of your players and if at any point something happens and they're like I need this to stop right now, they can just throw the ta- the card on the table and you just you take a fucking break. Cuz you know, sometimes people do genuinely have like social anxiety, sometimes pe- there's people with like PTSD issues or you know, various neurodivergent things and articulating the the word is difficult. So just being able to go meh. I like that. Yeah. I like that. It is a good is good option. I think that um kind of ties into um what to do when those things come up. So like you know, a player does be like, uh-uh, that's Haram, or they yeah, hold but up what an if X. Mi- but what if mistake? Yeah, so if you do accidentally bring something in your game that someone said they didn't want, or someone decides that they don't want this thing in the moment, uh, you know, how do you handle that? Yeah, and that's, and also, sometimes just, if you're doing something and you just you do it wrong and people are uncomfortable, it's okay. Mistakes happen. It is totally fine if things fuck up. The important thing is if something is happening that people are not Gucci with, it needs to be acknowledged. And that's fine if it's a uh, safe word. If you're just like, hey, bro, we need to like not for a minute or could you not? You can shoot a text message or a DM to the fucking ST for them to call the session. Uh, X card. There's, it, it, there's loads of different ways for you to address the, hey, this is not, this is not fun. Um, I honestly do... When I've run games online, the the ability to have private DMs has been nice. I do enjoy that. But once the uh, the issue has been acknowledged, uh, the person who it caused the mistake uh, should acknowledge what they have done and apologize. And I, I I'm just gonna read this small quote real quick because it's it's from the Consenting Gaming. I fucking love it because I'm just like it's just chef's kiss of perfection. Which is, if you can pretend to be an elf or a cyborg, if you can insult the king to his face or stand your ground against a horde of charging orcs, if you can accept that you killed the entire party with a fireball or take credit for killing a dragon with a critical hit, 
then you can apologize to your friends for saying something that made someone uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. That's badass. Right? Yeah, no. That's badass. Yeah, if we're playing these games where it's like, yeah, you're an all-powerful vampire running the goddamn city, you should be able to fucking put on your your big person undergarments and look at your friend and go, hey, I'm sorry I fucked up. Acknowledging you fucked up is fucking one of the most, like, adult, humane, compassionate, and, like, fucking badass things you can do as a fucking peasant mortal on this realm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, there's a lot. Zero percent argument. Yeah, there's so many fucking games where there was just a small issue, and it could have been solved by, "Hey, this thing may be uncomfy." Oh, hey, cool. I'm sorry. I see you as a person, and we're friends, and I won't do the thing again, and then move the fuck on. But it didn't happen because people just fucking egos and shit. Also, this could be anybody at the table, fellow player, st. Don't fucking matter. Fucking if something bad is happening or that you're not good with, fucking say something. Call it out. Yeah, I've been in too many games where there was a problem and it didn't get addressed because people were like, oh, I want to make people uncomfortable and make it weird. And then it just festered for fucking weeks and then the game imploded. Yeah, then it actually causes a problem. Mm-hmm. Especially oh. if you're sitting around a table, like to kind of add on, I mean, I'm sure it'd be much harder, you know, online or something like that. But if you're sitting at a table with people, maybe someone like you were saying is uncomfortable saying like, hey, I'm uncomfortable, even mm-hmm. if it is just putting that card down. Like, yeah. If you see one of your friends is like squirming in their seat and obviously isn't having a good time, you can totally just call it two. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be like bam, and again, maybe don't don't call out that person, but try to address it in some yeah. way. You can bring it up. You know, yeah. And if you want to avoid things from being personal and attacky, it can just be addressed to the group. Like, hey, we agreed on don't do this thing. We we are all acknowledging that we're not going to do this thing. We all agree. Cool. Sorry for causing a fuss. We all agree on that. Cool. And you can just move on. Yep. Yeah. I think the move on part of that is also really, really important. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's one thing to be like, uh, hey, you know, I'm sorry. I I forgot that you have a real big thing with spiders. I did not mean to put that, um, you know, have that nest fall on your character. My bad. Mm -hmm. We can retcon that. Yeah. But man, I did plan that for a while. (laughs) And that's I was, fucking mean. That's ru- yeah. that's mean. Don't do it. Just be like, all right, cool. Let's go. There aren't spiders in the cave. Yeah. Whatever. Just make them cobalt or something. Right. Yeah. Easy peasy. Just, uh, spiders wig you out. Okay, now it's fucking bats. Boom. Yeah. Bats. Uh, yeah. Switch the pest. Switch the pest. Could be a different thing. Could be fungus. Fungus among us. But... Yeah, and it's also fair. Like, if something really wonky happened and people are upset, oh, if you need to take a break, just take the fucking break. Go get a sandwich. Go get a beer. Fuck it. And if things are really wonky and you need to call the session for the night, fucking call it. Like, the game is not more important than your friends. Like, fuck that shit. Game can wait. Agree, agree. Mm-hmm. I think um, the last uh, thing we have on the docket for tonight mm-hmm. um, is another way to deal with it. And it's a system in Vampire V5 yes. specifically called Stains. I love this. Now, we've never um, really had them come up in our game. But not in our okay in the Chicago game that I've been running, there was I had two coteries running simultaneously in the city. So your guys' half hadn't had an issue, the other group did, and we didn't have to use it for a uh, a player behavior thing, it's just a thing that naturally occurred. But I fucking love that this is in the goddamn game now. Yeah, you can use it either way, can either so. 
Well, Sarah, have, you should explain okay. it first, but it, it's something that affects character behavior and player behavior. Yeah. So stains, it's part of the, the, the upgrade or the update on the humanity system. So if you're looking at the character sheet, you know there's humanity and then there's like 10 boxes. So usually character creation, you get seven humanity, so you just fill those boxes in. So you have those three boxes on the far side that are blank. If your character does something that would go against uh, Chronicle Tenants, their personal uh, convictions, um, or does any behavior that's considered particularly like beastly or aggressive or monstrous, you can get a slash on one of the blank or those blank boxes, and that is a stain. At the end of the session, uh, you do what is called a remorse roll, where whatever, however many boxes you have that don't have a slash in them but aren't filled in you roll those if you get any successes at all you basically uh process your guilt and you remove the stains so you're just like you know fluff wise it would be like oh i felt bad because i uh, bullied the cab driver into giving me his cab and uh, i shouldn't have done that and then end of the night you roll and you're like, okay, well, I had to do that because of, you know, was trying to save a coterie member or something important. And that's how you fluff wise process that. If you don't get any successes on that, uh, you go down a step in humanity and you have to deal with the ramifications of everything that that affects. But the stains do go away. And and it's really, I think it's really cool because it's another way to... Um, talk about like the beast inside mm-hmm. the vampire and like when it ultimately leads in your humanity slipping away and that beast inside of you taking over mm-hmm. and so you're giving into those bad things that used to be something your character was very against and i think that's a really cool way to like really push that like the cursed nature of a vampire yeah and the the book oh sorry go ahead hon it was just one of those like yeah it's kind of cool to watch the story of like you know, someone who might have been like a neo neonate with a humanity of eight. By the time they're Ancella, maybe they've changed their morals a bit. Maybe they are closer to like, you know, five or six. And the older you get as a vampire, I feel like, I mean, that's that works in the lore. Mm-hmm. The older they are, the more fucked up they are. Yeah, and at least at table, what I found is a really kind of a fun, interesting thing to do. And the book does encourage that you as a storyteller or even other players can suggest, hey, somebody, one of the other players did something that was particularly um, aggressive or over the top or we know goes against their usual moral codes. Maybe they should get a stain and that can open it up for a table discussion about the morality and the implications of what's going on with the story at that point. Which I'm just like, yay, player engagement with what's happening. That's great. And it gives people a chance to think deeper about what they're doing and why they're doing it. And is this something they actually want to do with this character? Well, yeah, no, I I think it's rad. I've, I've read a lot of people bitching about it. And I'm like, I don't know why. This is great because you can get into real like philosophical discussions. And uh, also just the, I mean, did you really have to punch that guy at the bar to get the info? Did you really have to be a dick? Or do you just want to be a dick? Hmm. Maybe my character is just a dick. Yeah, and that's fine. And if you want to explore that, that's fucking great. I'm all for it. But, you know, there's fucking consequences for being a goddamn dick. And sometimes that means you lose your humanity and you can't enjoy sex. 
Oops. <laughs> and I think that's important to keep in mind for the game, too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's part of the reason that I've heard so many horror stories, and even when I've talked about running them, like trying to play an evil campaign in D&D mm-hmm. goes south so often, um, can be a pitfall of vampire because inherently you are kind of the villain to some degree, even if you're trying to play like a high humanity, like consensualist who only feeds off animals or whatever. Um, there is like at some degree it's built into the system that you are a villain and you don't want to go too overboard into that or it just becomes like cornball bullshit. Also a slight thing, uh, things to deal with uh, after there is a, issue or any kind of a just general end of session i think it's good to do a little debrief like hang out chill talk about game yeah talk about where you want things to go again like uh we've referenced a couple times like when you're fucking Mm -hmm. it's called aftercare yeah Yeah. aftercare is important Mm -hmm. especially if you're doing weird shit where you're like we're gonna get into fucking the kink weeds and it's like yeah no you any dom that doesn't do fucking aftercare does not deserve that title Come yeah. at me, fat life. <laughs> thought that website I got, got you back. deleted. Uh, apparently, it's still a thing. Ah. I thought it got deleted. I think I it got people... deleted, but there's a lot of uh, changes to it. I think. Mm. Uh, kind of like how Tumblr is not yeah. doesn't even allow porn anymore. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Fat Life still allows porn because I mean, what would that website be? Well, well tum- <laughs> tum- Tumblr did it because they got bought out by a parent company who wanted them to stay on the Apple Store. And Apple was going to make them delete the Tumblr app if they still hosted porn. Mm. Mm. Which kind of sucks. I mean, as much as I never use Tumblr, it um, it's the same reason that like Fortnite and Apple are in, or Epic Games, I guess, and mm-hmm. Apple are in uh, like court right now. It's because uh, Epic Games lets you get uh, games off itch.io, the free like indie games. Well, not free, but the Indie Games website. Mm-hmm. And um, Apple doesn't want to allow Epic Games or anything because there's porn on itch. So now they're in a giant case huh. about how to handle that. And it's one of those, like, damn, I guess I'm on Epic Games side. Go Fortnite. <laughs> oh, God. Like, fuck Bummer, Apple. Bummer, but yeah. I mean, I'm generally like, fuck Apple in the last decade, but. I mean, agree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> digression but yeah you yeah. talk come to at players. us apple <laughs> uh, i mean i think we're trying to post on apple maybe uh yeah all right are we actually posting on apple i'm just gonna hit all of them so if you're listening on apple uh like subscribe like leave subscribe. us a review uh make sure you put fuck steve jobs in that review so yeah. we know you're listening for sure <laughs> we'll see how long we last on apple <laughs> I think we're giving ourselves way too much credit if we think anyone from Apple is going to notice our dumbass little podcast. Ah, uh, oh, no. but yeah, back to back to game stuff. Um, I I as an ST find the the chillax debrief talk about game stuff at the end to be a fucking goldmine of picking things to be like, oh, this character's con- or this player's concerned about this thing for their character. Gonna make a note of that gonna make a note of that. It's just your players will just give you free fucking plot hooks because they're paranoid. And your players are going to want to keep playing as long as possible. But if you, you find a good like cliffhanger or like chill spot and be like, eh, we can hang out, but let's stop playing for the night, people are going to naturally talk about what happened anyway. So as a yeah. storyteller, it's definitely just to ask questions, but you know, just also listen. They're going to be like, 
I didn't really like this combat because of blah, blah, blah. Or I thought that scene at the strip club went on too long. Or or the really fucking hype. And they're just like, yeah, I love this. I'm very excited about things. We're going to solve the, the mystery. And uh, I don't know if they're the prince or whatever the fuck they're doing. Oh, that car chase was badass. Yeah. Or they'll start discussing the puzzle you left out for them. And you can laugh as they get it completely wrong. They're technically getting it completely wrong, but you're not going to tell them that. Nope, you're just like, nope, you guys are nailing it. You and they're got just it. Like, you got it. Oh, fuck. I'm just changing this puzzle. Like, I literally bought a... <laughs> the amount of puzzles that I've put in games that were like, I bought this from a bookstore where it's like a puzzle book for fucking third graders and people just could not fucking solve it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I... It's different when it's described to you instead of directly in front of you. I... I have, like, pretty much given up on running puzzles in my games. I have had them go bad so many times. Especially the ones in, like, modules somehow seem to always be, like, complete shit garbage. Um, Mm -hmm. I've never once had a player solve a puzzle that was more difficult than, like, a Resident Evil. You find a star-shaped piece of metal. You put it in the star-shaped hole. Congratulations, the door opens. Yeah. I did have one really good thing with puzzles where uh, my my friend Brian that runs those Pathfinder games that we always do, um, he bought some of those, you know, those little kid plastic, like, slidey tile, like, 12 square yeah, things? Yeah. Uh, he bought one of the, or he bought a couple of those, and then he repainted the tile to make a picture of a, a deity symbol from Pathfinder, oh, and then he slid cool. it around, and he's like, all right. Puzzle time, and then he slapped this fucker in front of me and started a one-minute timer, and he's like, all right, the, wa- the room's filling with water, go. And I was just like, fuck, all right, shit, go now. And I'm like, that was great. I love that. That was fucking That's rad as shit. Cool. See, I think that timer is important there, too. Um, I know people who are just shit at those, and it would suck to have, like, your DM hand you, like, a Rubik's Cube, and then just have the rest of the party just, like, stare at you while you, like, fail to... Uh, get a side done mm-hmm. and i would hate that i would be like you know what i die i'm just, <laughs> just gonna I, die i become done i actually just lay down on the ground while the uh room fills with water so i can die faster please and dm's like you're just solving the rubik's cube to open the door it's like yeah i've given up on life <laughs> <laughs> so be a good human guys yeah well, get consent from your friends about games and respect that shit like, yeah, you can get fucking in the weeds on the death and the gore and the violence and the rituals, the politicking and the backstabbing, but we're doing this backstabbing for fun. Right. Let's keep it fun. <laughs> Stop squidging out the hose. Yeah, that's a good note to end on. <laughs> Outro. Yep, this do be the end, though. This is the end for you, my friends. Yeah, that, that, at least for this episode. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean. Sorry, that, Hunter. Have fun editing. Oh, fudge. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, so, I don't know. That's, a, that's our thoughts on consent sheets. They're pretty cool. I think, I hope we didn't over-moralize, but I do think there's something for everyone. I think they're, part of it is just basic respect, and part of it is honestly aimed at making you a better storyteller or dungeon master or keeper. And even if you, that's something that might seem weird to you, you push back against, I would go ahead and try it out. Because even if you and your friends want to run a game that's basically a death metal album cover, maybe there's one thing that a certain player doesn't want to, and you can, you'd be amazed at how little that actually shows up. Um, I mentioned I got a D&D game coming up that's only got that I'm using these for the first time and have had a, the new players fill theirs out already. And like my uh, partner's going to be playing in the game. 
And she marked literally everything green except harm to animals. That's actually one of the ones that I put down. That's not cool. Yeah. And it's like, that's fine. That's harm so to easy. children is fine. Harm to animals is not so cool. Yeah, exactly. And like for me as a storyteller, the only thing I was like, no, 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 was just like no sex um, and like yellow light romance because I don't, I don't really care. I don't want to run that with you guys. So it's just like meh. So if you've listened this far, I want to take a second. Thank you guys for tuning in, um, listening, giving us a subscription or like or review wherever you do. Uh, this has been really fun for us to work on, but it means a lot that people are listening to it at all. Um, so if any of you are not friends, we already know in real life. Um, yeah. Thank you for dealing with our dumbassery, and hopefully we've inspired you to try some shit at a table, hopefully, or try new things. Consensually try some shit. Yeah. No, super consensually try some shit. I don't know. Get into, get into spooky things. Yeah. And as I've been editing the episodes a little behind the curtain... We got a little. We started out doing a couple episodes just to get our feet wet. Uh, we threw away about an episode and a half, <laughs> and then we got really got started. So we've been working on this for a little while. Uh, mm-hmm. I think in the first episode or two, there's a couple references that are going to seem a little dated, but um, it's really been a fun learning experience for mm-hmm. us. I know, like episode three, I've been editing, and I realized, like, okay, I need to limit myself to one bourbon before we record. <laughs> if you're wondering why I sounded a little different in that one. Um, Oops. So that was fun to edit. But and it's like, oh, I, can, I can calculate on the timeline precisely where that third bourbon kicked in. <laughs> I also want to thank uh, all the bands who've let us use their music. Yes. I've, I get permission from everyone and... I've been trying a couple different things out. The first episode has a ton of music and interludes. Second episode has maybe one or two. Um, just kind of trying things out and seeing what mm. I like and what you know you guys like. So yeah, as I say, because like music's a big thing for all of us here, and being able to support like our local scene, I'm just like yay, because like friends of ours are in the bands that we've got in the first few episodes, and hopefully we can get people that are listening to us into them and then hopefully if other bands out in the world find our dumb vampire shit and they're just like hey we'll throw you a track and be like yeah fuck yeah i, I, I like i like new tunes yeah i love the diy scene fucking give me that shit yeah if you're in a band and you want us to use your music we might we might not so you know yeah. don't get your hopes I mean, up too much but send it to, send it to hunter here yeah. he'll listen to it thanks yeah, hunter we i as i try and mention in every episode and i'm pretty sure i've forgotten but, you know, we have the email address, blankbodies at gmail.com. We have a Discord. It's linked below. Uh, we've got a Twitter. We've got an Instagram. I don't really like social media, so those are the only ones I fucked with. Yeah, but, it's like, uh, uh, yeah, as I was going to say, I mostly will be fucking with the, the Instagram, but we're all kind of working on things together. We're also all very bad at Twitter, because Twitter is a fucking hellscape. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're going to be group tag teaming these social media mm-hmm. sites, so see any inconsistency in tone it's because there's fucking four of us uh just trying to survive this hellscape that is the internet these days but uh the best way to get a hold of us through the discord probably that's the direct way to poke us uh skipper's gonna be streaming games and stuff in there i'll probably legally show films um and it's like i might stream some game stuff i like games but i just haven't had the fucking time um, I do participate in some like stream games that are getting put up onto the YouTube. So if people are interested in like LARP and cosplay stuff, I might do like I might do a makeup stream or like a costuming like help thing. 
for that for people that are interested, especially because I am poor and I do everything on like fucking no money. Hell yeah. <laughs> and this is probably old news by the time this is coming out, but um, there have been, there are some upcoming uh, vampire video games coming out that are multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple actually. So, yeah. you know, maybe when those come out, we can all play some of those together. It'd be fun. Dude, I saw the trailer for Swan Song and I'm like, that looks sick. I'm, re- I'm excited. I'm really interested to see what they do with Blood Hunt, because mm-hmm. um, they mentioned that you have to like uphold the masquerade and stuff. Do you have? So it'd be cool if you like sneaking around a city trying to take out other yeah. vampires while like trying avoiding. to appear normal and avoiding cameras and shit. Oh god, just made me think of a song I haven't thought of in a long time, which is "Jesus Protect Us from the Cop" or "Keep Us Safe from the Cops." Yes, Jesus, uh, keep, keep us safe, safe from, from the, the cops. cops. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, destroy yes. Nate Allen. Ugh. But yeah, no, like I, I'm interested in that, but like I don't do fucking battle royale games really, so I'm just like mm, I'll probably watch you guys a couple of times before I like get in there and get my ass handed to me for like 20 straight hours. Hunter, you said legally show movies. Can, are, can we have movie nights? Is that not legal? We're not allowed to have movies. We can do movie nights. Yeah. On our Discord. What? Yeah, we're what, we're looking the... into it. We want to, but we're looking into it. All right. I mean, let the, me the... write some letters to Mario Bob. I'll figure it out. But you know, well, like, yeah, I'm happy. To, I like I like doing things with people in the community. If COVID's goddamn proven anything, or it's just I'm like, no, nah, I just want to be relaxed and groovy and hang out with people and have a good time because life is short and fuck it. Like I said, I think a couple episodes ago, Sarah, um, I'm going to convince, uh, actually, I'm sorry, Sarah, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to our fans here. Yeah. Um, Sarah here, I'm going to convince to hang out with me on my disc, on our discord here uh, while I play games and she will give them full backstories, lives, families, jobs as I assassinate Hobbies. Them. Hobbies. <laughs> I will be drinking during all of that, though. Like, let's be straight up. And it gets better the more drunk I am. It's true. And sometimes her brogue comes out. Oh, God. Oh, fuck. I'm super appreciative of all the bands that are helping. I know we've reached out to a certain uh, uh, sheet creator for some help on stuff. Yeah, I had a couple other. I'll just go ahead and just say it. Um, I have special thanks to uh, Nerdbert. Um, His sheets are great. You should check them out. I believe the link's down below. If not, I'll get it put down there. Yeah. But um, he has standard sheets. There's some free ones. There's some Patreon ones. Mm-hmm. Um, he's actually working with us right now to get a custom one for the podcast made. Yeah. So uh, you've probably seen it by now if you've downloaded um, the one from our third episode. but uh, Or no, fourth episode. Mm-hmm. But uh, they all look great. And uh, we may have them on in the future as a guest. We'll see. Yeah. Um, I also want to go ahead and thank a couple people who gave me some advice when we were getting started. Uh, my friend Kayla mm-hmm. from uh, Screen Vomit. They were super helpful. Uh, gave me a ton of tips uh, to get this started, so I'm super grateful to them. Uh, Greg Gordon over at Demolison also gave me some advice. Oh, yeah, obviously my buddy Hal uh, from Paralyzed for giving us a badass theme song. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, no, that song slaps. I, when I'm editing and I get that put in and I start listening to her, I, even I still get a little excited. I'm like, oh, yeah. fuck no, yeah. They, oh, fuck yeah. No, they, you, 
they 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 gifted us a a fucking banger of a treasure, and I appreciate it so goddamn much. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. Trying to think if there's anyone else. To I want to thank you guys for being my friends for so long. Oh, I know, I know, but I'm just like, oh, we're doing a thing, and it's fun. Hopefully, we get to keep doing it, and I need to stop hitting the fucking pop filter. Yeah, this if you want to stay friends at this point. Oh no! <laughs> this this was kind of this has kind of been our post COVID. Uh, re-entry into the world activity. So um, I'm sure there's thousands of other people starting podcasts for the same reason. But this is these games are what has kind of held our friendship outside of the music scene together for over a decade now. So I think it's really cool mm-hmm. we get to do this, and we got to meet James. So I want to thank the technocracy for making me exist. Uh, also, why didn't you give me a faceplate? Um, I'm just exposed wires. This is very upsetting. No, fuck those. Bastards! Again, genuinely, thanks for checking us out, giving us a try. Um, if you like it, give us a like, give us a follow, give us a review. Any of that stuff, it really helps us out. Let's us know if people Feedback, like what we're doing. things you want us to talk about. Yeah. Email us. Hey, mm. if you do vampire-related cosplays or stream shows or... LARP groups, fucking... Are you a writer for this game? Do you want to talk to us about how dumb we are? Yeah, if you you want to come on and tell us how we completely misinterpreted... <laughs> uh, Every letter that you wrote? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you draw fan art... Are you a fangsmith? Shit. Do, are you a real vampire? Yeah. Uh, if you're a real vampire, I would love to interview you. Yeah. The, um, the caveat like being, to... every one of us has to have one of those puffy, like, pirate poet shirts, though. Yes. Yes. And I, even if I have my head shaved, I'll figure out how to slick some hair back. Oh, okay. It's called a toupee. Yes. 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 Thank you. I think that's Thank a you. good time to say good evening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. I love you. Louder. There you go. Hey, give him a wet one. It's only going to work if you start doing it louder. It's more I ma- want it to be a cute, gentle kiss. No, get a little... the full shaft. It's the only way it gets in the fucking cast. It's more memorable if it's moist. Uh, okay, we're fucking done. <laughs> <laughs>